Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. A true expert will never profess to be so. A wannabe, a fake, marketing bullshitters will call themselves experts. It's too easy to call yourself an expert. In today's episode, I talk about how experts don't say it, they demonstrate it. And other people, they're the ones that get to label you an expert. You don't get to call yourself an expert. I'll explain more once we get stuck in. Welcome to the Eleven Up podcast with me, George Swift. The Eleven Up podcast is here to give you the personal development, the entrepreneurial development, and the business growth that you, the ambitious business owner, desires. I'm here to give you the inspiration, the motivation, but above all else, as always, to challenge your aspirations to take you and your business to the next level. Don't forget, subscribe so you never miss an episode. This episode, whilst it may contain somewhat of a rant, actually will give you some real hints and pointers as to how you position yourself in the marketplace at the level of expertise that you actually possess. And if you are an expert, yes, how to actually position yourself in the marketplace as an expert without telling everyone you're an expert, which is the giveaway that you're not an expert. If you are an expert and you're calling yourself an expert, then you're making yourself look like all the other fakers and bullshitters out there. So I want to share with you how you can actually position yourself in the marketplace at the credible level that you are at. And if that is an expert, how you position yourself as that without saying it. Nothing could be simpler. So I am specifically, I guess, thinking more of that service-based business right now. I'm thinking of the consultant, I'm thinking of the coach, I'm thinking at the person that maybe operates in the expert arena, an educator, maybe someone that runs sessions, lessons, seminars, workshops, maybe an author, and less probably thinking about, you know, that small product business or the photocopier or the shop, for example. However, if you do operate those kind of businesses, you'll still be able to take plenty of what I've got to say today. If we're looking at the inverted commas expert arena, it's its own industry sector now, the expert field, the expert arena. It's basically people who are considered to be experts, people who maybe consider themselves to be experts, and they deliver knowledge and information and education to people in some way, shape or form. They might be on Facebook, they might be on Instagram, they might be on Twitter, they might be running webinars, and you get it, right? Speaking on stage, maybe a podcast author. You get the gist. If you fall into one of those categories, if you are an expert business, and maybe you are an expert in vital commas within that business, then this is very specifically targeted at you. As I said, something for everyone here today. First of all, bullshit blaggers marketing nonsense, you know, I am an expert in George Swift, renowned expert, George Swift, the number one, you see it over and over again, there are people out there who claim to be number one at all kinds of things, I don't know how they're benchmarking that, you've got people out there that say, well, call yourself the number one until somebody else proves you otherwise, and you know what, I'm just like, oh, we're tired of it, are we, are we tired of it, please tell me we're tired of it, Please say that we are tired of self-proclaimed 
experts. Look, you're, I don't know, if you're an author, your publisher, they get to call you an authority on or an expert on. You know, someone else in your business might refer to you as an expert. You know, sometimes Tracy will say, oh, you know what? George is an absolute expert at this. But it's not the same as me going out there claiming to be an expert. It's not me out there, you know, on my website claiming to be number one. In fact, you'll never hear me say that I'm an expert in anything. What I'll say is I've got 10 years of experience, 20 years of experience. I've had this experience. I do that. This is what I've done. This is the success that I've had with other people. Here's this. Here's that credibility, credibility, credibility. I'm not going to sit there and just put out some nonsense bullshit that says, I'm an expert in mindset. I'm an expert in small business entrepreneurs. I'm an expert in this, right? Because you know what? It's not for me to say. It's not for me to say. I have a real rule, and that is, that only in the eyes of others can you truly be an expert. I believe this thinking goes through all kinds of walks of life. I believe that, you know, gurus don't refer to themselves as gurus. I might be wrong. I believe they are only gurus in the eyes of their flock or in the eyes of their students. I'm really mindful of an interview that I saw on a travel program, and it was a noodle maker over in Japan. And this guy obviously was absolutely an expert at noodles. And I know it sounds like an arbitrary thing, but you've only got to watch this guy for a couple of minutes to realize just how awesome he was, right? The speed at which he could create these noodles and fold it. I mean, it's incredible what he was doing, right? And the person interviewing him said, right, how long have you been an expert at noodle making or noodle cutting? And he turned around and he turned around and said, oh, I'm, I'm, not, a, I'm not an expert and they said, how long have you been doing it? He said, 10 years, 10 years. It might be even 20 years, I can't remember now. But it was a huge amount of years this person had been doing noodle cutting and noodle making. He did not consider himself to be an expert. And it was so humble and it was full of humility. Clearly in the eyes of me, the viewer, the person that was doing the interviewing, clearly this guy was a master at what he did. Clearly. However, he was not prepared to call himself a master. And he was so quick to come back and say, no, 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 I'm not a master. He knew he was good. Don't get me wrong. He wasn't playing it down. It's not, oh, no, oh, no, I'm not good at all. Please, no. Yeah, that's bullshit as well. He knew exactly how good he was. And he also knew how far he still had to go. And in the eyes of us watching on, he looks like an absolute expert. And of course, I would definitely want to learn how to make noodles from this guy. However, the humility of him acknowledging that he wasn't an expert was profound. And it's something that I do feel quite strong about. And I do feel it actually goes against people who do claim to be an expert or claim to be the number one. I'm not saying there aren't people who aren't duped by that marketing practice. I'm not saying there aren't people who believe, you know, when someone says they're an expert in something without questioning, you know, of course it works, but is that kind of the business you want to run? And also, you know, do you really consider yourself to be an expert if you're calling yourself an expert? Do you really believe that you have mastered something, truly mastered? Let's go back and think about what the masters of old meant when they said they'd mastered something. I mean, they martial artists, for example, my background, you know, the masters, as we would refer to them, these are people that had dedicated every minute of their life to their art form. I mean, decades, potentially. When we look at masters, you know, in terms of the artists in this world and stuff like that, 
We're not talking about just people who are really talented and really good. The masters of the past. These are people that stood head and shoulders above everybody else, have stood the test of time hundreds of years potentially later when they're still acknowledged to be masters and took decades to hone their craft. Do we really believe that we belong in that collection of people? Well, if I'm putting on my humble head, if I'm wearing my humility, I don't. I've got a way to go yet. I know there's so much more for me to learn. There's so much more for me to do. There's so much more that I need to develop and grow myself as a human being and as a business owner and as an educator that regardless of the fact that I've been in mindset for 20 plus years, regardless that I've been in personal performance for you know 30 plus years, regardless that I've been helping and mentoring businesses now for 10 plus years, Ignore all of that, right? Yeah, there's a lot of expertise there, a lot of knowledge there. And that's what gives me, I believe, the credibility. And it gives me the right to have this podcast and to share this information with you. And hopefully command the respect and your ears and your brain for these 20 minutes. Why hopefully I can educate you and hopefully I can help you on your own journey of life, your own journey of business, your own entrepreneurial journey of success. That's what gives me the right, if you like, to be here. But to call myself an expert, I mean, that means like there's nowhere else to go. It's like I've almost accomplished all there is to accomplish. I almost know everything there is to possibly know. Clearly, that cannot be true. If I die, and by the time I die, if I can truly look at myself and feel that I came close to being an expert, I came close to mastering what it is that I educate on, I'll be well happy. This doesn't mean that I don't enjoy it when other people might call me an expert, when other people might refer to me as an expert. I enjoy that. I enjoy that respect. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I'm doing something, that I've accomplished something, that I'm helping people. It makes me feel good that other people see me in a way that means that they listen to me and that I can help them and support them, that they'll action what I might advise them to do. But for me to call myself an expert, if I'm truly honest, how can I do that? I'm in an expert business. I'm in an expert industry. But am I an expert after 20 years of mindset, 10 plus years of mentoring small businesses, 500 small businesses I've personally mentored over that time? I've got some great accolades to my name. I've got some great credibility to my name. Would I dare to call myself an expert? Well, In my egotistical moments, I might like to think of myself as an expert. I might like to think of myself as a master. But when I come back to my humility, if I'm honest with myself, I've got so much more still to learn, so much more I've got still to go. And I think if you're honest with yourself, if you're in an expert business, if you're in an expert industry, if you're honest with yourself, you do too. So the title of this episode is Experts Demonstrate It, They Don't Say It. So how do you convey your credibility, expert or otherwise? How do you convey how good you are without saying, I'm an expert, without bullshitting, without blagging? But that sounds like everyone else, because anyone can call themselves an expert. So if you say, I'm an expert at HR, I'm an expert at tribunals, I'm an expert at recruitment. I'm an expert in this specific area of recruitment. I'm an expert at engineering. I'm an expert. Well, okay. 
Anyone can go out there on a website, on social media, on a video, on a podcast and say exactly the same. So there's no point you calling yourself an expert because it doesn't differentiate you from all the other so-called experts. And even if you were an expert, you'd just get roped in with everybody else that calls himself an expert and that wouldn't be doing you justice either. So what you have to do, you have to demonstrate your credibility, demonstrate your expertise, demonstrate how good you are, demonstrate how much you know. Dare to put yourself out there. Dare to put yourself in vulnerable positions where people can call you out. Live Q&As, for example, absolutely separate the children from the adults. Anyone can write a script and deliver a three-minute video on LinkedIn. Anyone can prepare a 60-minute presentation, rehearse it, rehearse it, rehearse it, and deliver it like an actor, like a performer. Anyone can go out and do a 20-minute podcast like this if they were going to sit down and write the script and work it all through before they started speaking. Anyone can do that within reason. So how do you demonstrate, maybe through Q&A, do live Q&A? Would you be brave enough to go live on Facebook or go live into a group or go live to an audience one day, maybe when we're eventually back on stage and people in the audience, not only deliver your material, but actually open up to Q&A. For me, that's what separates the expert, the credible from the performer. And there are loads of performers out there in expert businesses that do really well. And there's loads of performers out there that are raking the money in. But fundamentally, I'm willing to bet Whilst you might look at them and think, oh, I wouldn't mind a bit of that cash. I wouldn't mind a little bit of that, you know, whether it's their car, whether it's their house, even if that's fucking true, because the same people that call themselves an expert, the same people that probably film themselves with their mate's Lamborghini or they hire a Lamborghini. I'm being super cynical right now, aren't I? But you know exactly what I'm talking about. The world is full of it. Social media has enabled the bullshitter, the blagger, the back alley kind of hustler, and given anyone with a bit of charm, anyone with a bit of pizzazz, anyone that's got a little bit of nous about them and a mobile phone and a microphone can now go out there and start to you know, present to the world and they can position themselves and brand themselves as an expert. And you know what? Yeah, there's many people that buy into that. That's not the business that I want. I wouldn't sleep well at night if that was me. I want to do it potentially what you might say the hard way, but I think it's the credible way. I also think it's the long-term way. A lot of those bullshitters and blaggers, they get found out. They get caught out. I saw someone that might be referred to as, as a legend, believe it or not. I mean, I don't know. Is that, is that above master, above expert? I don't know. But someone that would be considered as a legend, very close to my own industry, okay? Millions and millions of followers, hundreds of millions, if not maybe a billion dollar value to the guy. And I saw him go on a podcast and this podcast just questioned him and challenged him. It wasn't done to catch him out. He wasn't trying to be mean to him. It wasn't a, a trap. The guy literally just wanted to pick his brains and challenge him and asked his opinion on things. And then when he gave an opinion, he just challenged it and said, okay, I kind of feel like, like this. And I feel like that. What makes you feel, you know, think that? And it was a bit of back and forwards and, you know, it was nothing. It wasn't, you know, question time. It wasn't like Jeremy Paxton. I mean, this was a pretty light podcast interview that went on for about 90 minutes. The guy had a genuine interest in this person, this legend in his own making, and he just quizzed him. That was it. 
because that's obviously how you get the best stuff out of people. Ask them questions, then dive into those questions, challenge their thinking, not to be mean, not to catch them out, just to get under the bonnet of what's going on. The guy fucking fell apart. I mean, famously fell apart. And it's well known now, and people are, you know, people have ridiculed it, people have judged it. I just sat back. I didn't get involved in any of that. I still like the guy. I think the guy's got a lot to offer. But in that moment, he did fall off a little bit of a pedestal for many, many people. Many people. He couldn't handle the cross-questioning. This guy, when he's in control, when he's on his stage, when he's doing his thing, comes across absolutely amazing. A little bit of pushback, a little bit of challenge, Maybe it was a bad day, who knows, literally fell apart. And I've seen many people do that. Many people that try to control the environment, control the situation. If they're going to be interviewed by someone, there's rules about what they can ask and what they can't ask. And it makes no sense because clearly if this person is a credible expert, you want to be able to ask them questions about anything and everything. And if they don't know the answer, well, that's okay, isn't it? I mean, can't credible experts not know the answer to everything? I mean, even if this person was a leading brain surgeon in the world, if you asked him a question about heart transplants, I'm pretty sure you would defer that question to someone who was an expert in cardiovascular illnesses and everything else. If it was a question around his own field of expertise, if he didn't have the answer there and then, wouldn't we allow that person to say, do you know what, I don't have that information right to hand, but I'll check it out and I'll come back to you, or just saying, do you know what? You've got me on that one. I'm, I'm not 100% sure. But if I was going to guess, or if I was going to have a stab in the dark, I might think this. They'd caveat if they were guessing, caveat if they didn't know, or they just wouldn't answer the question. They wouldn't feel the need, would they, to have to be able to answer every question about everything in their subject matter? I mean, that's completely unreasonable for us to expect that. And maybe these so-called experts, you know, maybe that's what they do. They, they feel that they have to know everything because they're living this potentially, this lie, and call themselves this expert. And therefore, when they get challenged on it and they don't know an answer, they fall to fucking pieces. That's what happened to this guy. He fell to pieces. It was a car crash. It wasn't just he didn't have the answer. He fell to pieces. Now, this is an extreme case. This is someone who's world famous, falling from grace in one small way. It hasn't really impacted his career, I'm sure. It hasn't impacted his wealth in any way, shape or form. But I bring it up here because are you able to think on your feet? Are you able to answer live questions? Are you credible enough to be able to say that you don't know the answer to something? Are you credible enough to say, you know what, I'll have to think about that and get back to you? Are you comfortable in your knowledge that you don't need to know everything in order to still have a lot to contribute and help and offer other people. I want you to think for a moment how you can demonstrate your expertise. I've honed in on one thing here, which is live Q&As, right? I really mean this. Live Q&As, I believe, really separate, really separate the true knowledgeable from the so-called expert. But also think about it in terms of your website. Think about how Instead of saying, we're great at this, we're great at that, we're great at this, I'm an expert, I'm the number one, we're the number one. Instead of saying that, how about you demonstrate it through knowledge, you demonstrate it through material, you demonstrate it through case studies, testimonials, you demonstrate it with your own credibility, 
You demonstrate it in all these different ways that you show and demonstrate you're an expert, not say you're an expert or tell people you're an expert. The moment someone meets you, they'll know whether or not you're an expert. When they start talking to you about what they need, what you can offer them, what their problem is, they should know pretty quickly whether you're knowledgeable, whether you're credible, or whether you're blagging and bullshitting. I'm willing to bet right now that you are better at what you do for a business than maybe what you're achieving in that business. In other words, you are far more knowledgeable and far more skilled and do a far better job than maybe your success would say. And you look around, you can see people that are nowhere near as good at what you do, doing far better maybe than what you currently are. And you're probably thinking that you just need to get in front of a client. If you just spend a bit of time with a prospect, then you'll be able to demonstrate and show them that you're the person for the job, that you're the one that knows what they're talking about. And maybe you're sitting back and you're thinking, I just don't get in front of enough people. I'm willing to bet, by the way, that you don't get in front of enough people. So you need to think of ways that you can demonstrate your skill set, your expertise, your expert level competence. And you need to be able to demonstrate that in your marketing, from your website, through your social media channels, through whatever other endeavors you do, whether it's podcast or YouTube videos, or whether you do write blogs, for example. Think how you can demonstrate that you're an expert without having to say you're an expert. This doesn't mean that you wouldn't say on your website what it is that you do. You wouldn't sit there and ignore the fact that you've got a 10-year or 20-year track record. You wouldn't hide from your accomplishments. You know, that's that other vain thing, which is, oh, no, not me, please. No, certainly, I, I, I'm not that good at all. I mean, that's just as unattractive as a person saying, look at me, look at me, I'm so amazing, right? You want to own the level of experience and the level of expertise that you currently have. You want to share that with the world. You want to demonstrate it, not tell them how good you are. But of course, you're also going to let the world know that you've been around for 20 years and you've had 500 clients that you've worked with and you've got 100 years of experience in your business. Of course, these are all things that support your credibility. These are all things that aid that message and even go some degree to start to demonstrate that message of your expertise. But on their own, I don't think they're enough. I think you need testimonials, case studies. I think you need to be able to show what you've done. I believe you need to have something in the marketplace where you can truly stand out from other people. And that's not doing a well-crafted 90-second pitch on Facebook with a video that you did 50, 60 takes and chose the best one. I don't think that's how you really stand out. I think you really stand out when you do lives or when you consistently put out knowledge and information, whether it's through something like this, a podcast, 259 episodes of this now. I think there's a fair chunk of credibility in the fact that there's 259 episodes to this podcast. You've only got to go back and listen to any of those. You'll either love what I'm saying or you might not like who I am or what I stand for. But fundamentally, if you took that whole collection of work, I think it goes some degree of demonstrating the breadth of knowledge that I have for supporting small business owners, both within their business, but also themselves, you know, their mindset, their motivation, but also 
their own personal lives as well? What is it you could do to demonstrate to the world exactly how good you are so you don't have to sit there and tell them how good you are? What speaks for itself in your business, in your background, your history? What is it that speaks for itself that just says, I'm the expert without you saying, I'm the expert? Food for thought. It's a little bit of a pet peeve for me, a little bit of a pet hate for me, I'll be honest with you. Maybe that's just because the game I'm in and the world that I live in and this expert industry that I'm in uh, is full, full. Bullshitters, blaggers, it's all full of marketing nonsense. And I really believe that as an individual, if you're going to follow someone, you want to make sure you're following the right people. They're giving you the right information for you and where you're at in your own current journey. And just because someone says they're an expert, just because someone takes a photograph and orchestrates this image of expertise, it doesn't mean nothing. And there's an opportunity there for people to really stand out who are willing to demonstrate their expertise and to demonstrate their expert status. Food for thoughts. If you are in a service-based business, especially if you're in one of those expert industries, as I say before, you want to stand out, but you want to stand out for all the right reasons. And in my opinion, you're only an expert when somebody else considers you to be an expert, not because you say it. If you want to go and check out a little bit more about what we are doing at Bigger, Brighter, Bolder, especially within our success groups, regardless of whether you're launching your business right now, whether you're building your business from 20, 30, 40K, maybe 50 or 60K to that 100K revenue plus, or if you've already hit 100K, maybe even up to half a million, and you want to scale that business, you want to double or even take that business to your first million pound turnover, then please go and check us out at biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk. You'll find out about our success groups and you'll see how we are supporting business owners getting the result that I believe that you deserve and that you want in your business. It doesn't have to be as hard as we make it. We're going to have to work hard. There's no question. And it's just easier to do when we do it in a team environment, when we're supported by the right people, surrounded by the right information for where we are in our current journey, when we're held accountable to our high standards, but also forgiven when we drop the ball. When we set our goals, we stay focused on the those goals, we held accountable to those goals, and we go out there, have some fun, and we achieve what it is that we want to achieve, both in our business and in our life. Build the business you want. If you're ready to have a conversation with us and find out how we can support you on that journey, then you can email my partner in life and in business, Tracy Miller. Tracy with an E dot Miller at biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk. She would love to have a conversation with you about how we can support you to level up your business and yourself as the business owner and take you and your business to the next level. I will see you next time. Until then, as always, be successful. Leveling up extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. 